You're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Hello, world. Welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. It is May, and wow, March was the last time the LAE hit the airwaves. Yes, it's been some time. There's just something about the month of April that just doesn't suit my fancy, I guess. But regardless, we are here in the studio wanting to share another experience with you, the LAE faithful. Before we bring on today's guest, I normally kick it out to one of our amazing LAE sponsors for a brief word and a read. However, as you will take a listen to the conversation of today's sponsor, it just came naturally, came through the, through the discussion. So enjoy today's episode of the LAE. It's up for debate. If there is a brand that comes into play, we may incorporate them. And Let's do kombucha. So I, I will have to admit that I am, I absolutely find kombucha disgusting. <laughs> so. Is this an ad, like your total admitting of your hatred of kombucha? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this might be a, the very first sponsor read that I'm doing just because. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Julie loves these things. I, I think it's just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Re- disgusting. You know, you've got the probiotics I get, but what I don't understand yeah. is just the, the overall vinegar taste. Yeah. Like how much vinegar do you need in this drink? <laughs> Organic, raw, come on. Dude, you got it all. It's so, it's, it grew on me. A girlfriend actually it grows on you because of the vinegar <laughs> like it's an actual fungus that's uh, growing inside of you it is it totally is and if you've seen the like the actual they call it the uh, the baby uh, it's the thing that creates <laughs> is is the baby in the bathwater kind of yeah okay kind of is and it's this gnarly little like fungus thing that grows on top of the kombucha and then, like, you can recreate that. I could give it to you, and you can make your own kombucha with it. So that they start it from, like, a baby. Oh. Yeah. And how many babies can make a bottle? Ooh. That's a great question. I don't know that one. But I know it comes out of this disgusting, like, thing-looking thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making a strong sell for this being a sponsor, the LAE. You really hate this stuff. I, I really do. But uh, I will say. They're selling hate, by the way. There is a cell. There, there is a cell, and yeah. I, I will say three of the ad- adjectives that describe the LAE this season, raw, authentic, and emotional. It says <laughs> raw in the packaging. It's definitely authentic, and you do get emotional after drinking it. So Ooh. I will say. I want more of that. So I think I need to listen to more LAE. Yes, I, th- I think you do need a little bit more. <laughs> L- you... Unlike kombucha, I think there's a limit of how much you can consume. Mm-hmm. There is no limit to the LAE. You can be drinking, uh, consuming the LAE morning, noon, and night, nice. and you won't get sick of it. Perfect. Well, you actually could get sick by drinking too much of this. That is that is true because uh, too much of the probiotic. Probiotics uh, restart, regain, rebirth, renew. Well, you're kind of like this podcast is kind of like a probiotic, right? There's uh, it's pro. It, it is pro. Um, I, I think it definitely it keeps you re- keeps you regular. Um, <laughs> this uh, regular installments, <laughs> regular segments that we have on here. So yeah, uh, and and the enzymes. Don't forget about the uh, polyphenols, mm. polyphenols, the electrolytes, the enzymes. Right? What what I really 
just looking at the packaging, you've got rebalance, reawaken, rethink, rekindle. Like basically, I don't know who the the marketing person is here, but they just went into Webster's Dictionary, looked at every adjective that started with R, boom, put it on there. Boom, reborn. Yeah. Just like that. Boom, repurpose. (laughs) Hey, rejoice. Rejoice. Boom. Reclaim. Rewind. Rewind. (laughs) Do we got to rewind on there? Um, re- recapture, rediscover. No, rewind. Hmm. That was uh, that actually made the uh, the cutting room floor. Ooh, refund. It's actually on there. Look. Yes. Only refund. only in the states of Hawaii and Oregon. Re- recycle. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought those of those ones like right away. Yeah. What I, it is? It's shocking to me that ten cents for refund in Oregon versus five cents in Hawaii. First of oh, all, weird. things in Hawaii cost a lot of money. Sure. Why is Oregon no state tax giving ten cents hmm. refund for a bottle? They got something right. Yeah, maybe that's why they're they're all clean. You know what? I probably shouldn't have drank the kombucha because it's got it's fermented, so it's bubbly. Yeah, I might burp on your podcast. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this will be an interesting one. Oh my gosh! Maybe not. Ooh, an earring. Welcome back to the Lucas Askey Experience. Today's guest packs a lot of punch and is a true triple threat. He can act, he can sing, and let me tell you, if there is smoke, there is fire, and he is one of the best at putting them out. His IMDB page is filled with accomplishments, but probably his most notable one was being a helpful volunteer at the San Francisco City Impact Thanksgiving event a couple years ago by conducting free health exams while I walked around the neighborhood beating a drum. So without further ado, welcome to the LA Pod, Mr. Matthew Jane. Hi. How you doing? Uh, fantastic. And you know, like you were talking about that story. Yeah. Uh, I loved that day. That was awesome being out there and, and serving people. And Be- even yours was even uh, more hilarious. The fact that you sold something you had no idea that you were selling. You know, when they say... No volunteer is a bad volunteer. I, I can't quite agree. I, I feel I was a bad volunteer that day because I came to help out in the uh, actual kitchen. All I wanted to do was scoop some mashed potatoes, throw it on the plate. I love breaking breaking turkey, putting that in. But since too many people were there, they decided to uh, just have us become sales agents for their school. So. And you probably sold that school so well. Hey, you know, if I'm not, your I'm not, enrollment probably tripled, I'm not going to take credit for the uh, the quadruple increase in uh, <laughs> students that year, but you know, it's uh, it's nothing. But uh, you were actually you were making a difference. You you were having people in uh, in the Tenderloin neighborhood of San Francisco, uh, a less fortunate neighborhood. You were giving them free free health exams. Uh, that's that's what true volunteerism. <laughs> that's what Thanksgiving is all about. Free health exams, yes. Total full free health exams right there on the street. Anybody and everybody, I got my gloves on. Let's do this. Dr. Yeah. Matthew Jane. <laughs> Obviously, we, we, we've we known each other for, for a few years. Yeah. Um, it's been... It's been glorious. It, it, it's been a glorious few years. These few years have been some of the most glorious. You know, it, uh, I met you just before meeting my wife. Um, so... 
maybe maybe you had a hand some somehow Ooh. you were you're pushing me in that right direction i was hanging out with good people wow. like yourself i'd like to think i did but i think that was all you bro <laughs> well you know julie would say it's actually all her but uh <laughs> neither neither here nor there and she's right she is she is she is always right we've uh we've known each other a couple of years you've uh i think it's been like five or six dude five or six yes I think it's been that long. It feels like a couple, but you've only been married a couple of years. Yes. And then they do say being married a couple of years feels like 10. So I, I think that's <laughs> it. It Who extended my, <laughs> there, uh, it, it was a bunch of males actually that, uh, <laughs> that created this study. You were living in San Francisco at the time. Now you are split between two demographics, Sacramento and LA. Yes, sir. Splitting your time between being an actor and being a firefighter so that's right that's uh it's quite super the, boring yeah yeah nothing goes on nothing happens in my life yeah i don't i don't think you ever no are adrenaline no adrenaline rush no excitement no 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 cameras completely flashing completely a bore yeah you never get any calls no, late at night never no. well well we'll have to save that for another podcast okay that's uh <laughs> that's on the behind the scenes of the lae <laughs> so I'm interested, how do you, obviously you've got people in the, the acting world in LA that are waiters or waitresses and yeah. also uh, actors on on the side as well, but you are actually, you have two full-time jobs. Like being a firefighter, you are there full-time. How do you do it? How do you, how do you balance? How do, how do you juggle? Sure. Maybe actually, are you a juggler as well? <laughs> maybe Maybe that's the secret. I am a juggler of sorts. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, but first, I just want to tell you thank you for having me on, Lucas. This is so fun. Uh, it's good to see you as always, and uh, I'm honored to consider you a friend. So, right, all right, right back at you. Uh, so yeah, how do I do it? Um, well, I guess in short, it's organizational <laughs> skills. Um, I work a forty-eight-hour work or schedule at the fire department, and um, I go in and about. It, it starts officially at eight o'clock in the morning goes for two days I get off the next morning and then I fly to LA and so I live mostly in LA for the audition process and the last minute calls for work or things like that class of course I'm always trying to learn and grow in my craft which is super important um, but yeah I'd spend my two days at work and then I fly home to LA where I'm there for four days and then I just kind of do that every week unless I have other things going on, and then I can balance in between uh, with shift trades or um, or vacation. And was was it always this way, or did you, did you start off in the the firefighting profession, and then the creative elements uh, and creative juice of acting came to be? How did you how did you marry these two? Yeah, great question. Um, well, it was a grand plan that I started when I was five years old, when I wanted to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. That's where it all started. Wow. Uh, I was like, um, those kids are having fun. That's where I need to be. And that started my journey. You and Justin Timberlake had the right? same, same idea. Totally. Yeah. He was he was smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he actually got the inspiration from you. Ooh. That, that's, that would be a story. Word on the street is that's, uh, that's what I've heard. Well, you're going to have him next week on the podcast. He will be on next week. So, so you can just ask him. Absolutely. So if he, he wants my autograph, I'm happy to give it to him. Yeah. I, I, that will be the, the first topic of conversation. He'll, I know he'll want to 
hear about how you're doing and how <laughs> things are with you. So um, that will be most of the pod. You can just FaceTime me in, man. Okay. We'll, we'll do this together. Maybe we do this. Yeah. Okay. You, me, and JT. You don't want to miss next week <laughs> on the LAE. JT, Matthew Jane, and Lucas Askew. But yeah. Triple Dude. threat. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. That is the true triple threat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where it started. And then um, I just loved TV as a kid, watching TV, watching movies. I think some of my favorites were Indiana Jones, E.T. Right have a lot of those early memories with, you know, going to the movie theater still and watching E.T. with my aunt and loving it, going to the drive-in theater, loving that. I actually didn't fall into doing something about it, though. Like, it's funny, like, you can have a dream and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I resonate with that and that's what I want to do. But I literally did nothing until I was 12. So it's like seven years later uh, when I got into middle school and some friends of mine, they were... uh, They were football players, but they were also doing drama. And I thought, boy, you know, as a very self-conscious 12-year-old, I was like, if they can do it. Football and drama? Yes, I know. it. I know. I know. And that opened my eyes. I'm like, dang it, if they can do it, I can do it. I know there's drama on the football team, but normally those those two worlds don't collide. Yeah. They usually stay pretty separated. Wow. Yeah. So I saw some hope and I was like, hey. All right. They were like, hey, come with me and audition. So I did, and I got a part in Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh. Yeah. So I got to play, uh, it was Schroeder. Got to play Schroeder. Wow. And, dude, I just had so much fun. The, uh, the, the creative community is um, a lot of fun people, and we had a good time rehearsing, being together. And that started my journey. Uh, just starting to then I was like oh I'm going into the next play and the next play and it became something excuse me I've been drinking kombucha that's the uh, kombucha it's coming bump back right at there. you yeah. uh coming buck I can't even say it right <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke there but it didn't land at all hey you know some most of my jokes don't land so uh, <laughs> I, I know how you feel empathy it's a great quality that's actually why i have the laugh track just uh piped into these uh podcasts nice. so, I, like so it. I, can, I I feel someone's laughing awesome yeah that's a good thing keeps you going huh absolutely positive energy yeah so um yeah where was i i yeah so we started doing a lot more plays so did that in middle school um and uh, my youth group and in high school church then i decided to start doing music so i played the guitar and um started doing our drama team there I actually was a music major. I was going into college as a vocal major. Wow. Yeah. I actually did not know that. Yeah. Those gl- these glorious years that I've known you, this has never come up. So I'm glad this sheds the light. Yeah, so, it was many, many years ago. So you came in as a music major. I did. And you came out a better man? <laughs> let's define better yeah. and let's define man. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually I won scholarships for singing and it was kind of a, an incredible like thought process, you know, at that time where I was like winning money to be able to, to study voice. Yeah. Um, but I kind of quickly realized that you need a lot of upstart. To, to do that world because you need to be able to like you know pay for rent and pay for college and all those things and then still be, to be able to audition so that meant really not having a job and I wasn't really ready to, ready or willing to take the risk so as I was in junior college I decided that I would do a few things I was a criminal justice major at one time and then a liberal arts major 
And then I randomly, I was working at Vaughn's as a bag boy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So paper or plastic? Yeah. That was me. At that time, what was the ratio? Ooh. Were, Were people mainly going paper or plastic? I think most people went paper. Okay. Yeah, because it just fit better for some reason. You know, you had that structure of paper and it had a, I guess it'd be a rectangle. <laughs> uh, so people, you, you you knew how to fill the bag. People felt comfortable with it. Eventually, I, people were taking plastic. Like See, if you were on a bicycle, you would do plastic. Wow. But people in cars would do paper. Growing up, I, I almost exclusively saw plastic. Ah. Paper was not abundant in uh, in Regina, Saskatchewan. And ah. the and the grocery stores, but maybe maybe I was just so young and so naive that I didn't even see it. And my mother, who listens to this podcast, also <laughs> wanted me to say hello. Well, hey, uh, how are you? Yeah, just wishing you love from California. Exactly, she'll appreciate that. Yeah, um, your mom's really cool. Maybe she actually asked for for paper all these times, and I didn't know. So <laughs> she might. Have. She might have. She might have. So my my recollection yeah. may be completely inaccurate, but okay. So you you were you're a bag boy at Vons. I was. I told, and I loved that job. It was so fun. Like you just got to talk to people all day long. So I was right in my element as an extrovert, uh, talking to people and helping people out. Uh, it was great. And then you know I was going to junior college and working and just kind of figuring out that life and figuring out okay, well, what college do I go to? What's my major? And so the firefighters would always come in and get their lunch and dinner, you know, because they cook together, right? So they'd come in, buy stuff, and, yep. and I'd always take out their groceries and always pick their brain. And eventually this guy named Mike, remember his name, he had this big, like, mustache. It was awesome. I'm like, hey, Mike, so do you like your job? And he's like, you know, if I had the chance to do it again, I'd choose the same job. And I was like, wait, what? Nobody ever says that about work. At yeah. least at that time, as a 20-year-old, mm-hmm. nobody had ever said that about work to me. So it got me thinking. Um, I had just done my EMT course um, at junior college from a, uh, a friend of mine. Her name's Casey, and she had taken that class, and she loved it. She's like, I think you would really love this class. You should take it. So I did. And in, I didn't tell you this, but in high school, I was a lifeguard. So I had some of that training. In all life. these revelations on the podcast, <laughs> man. I, you know, I thought we were friends and then all these, all these new things. Right. It's coming out in my book next year. So great. You'll be able to read it. Awesome. Yeah. That future bestseller right there. Nice. Hopefully it's going on the Oprah's number one bookseller list. So if you're, if you're an Oprah fan. I, I am an Oprah fan. I am know. too. Go yeah. O. So uh, maybe it's not quite to the level of The Secret. <laughs> or other uh, other top picks. Uh, I'm glad that you compared me with like <laughs> the secret of all books. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I feel I feel there's there's a lot of uh, symmetry nice. between the two. I love it. Yeah. All right, well, you I'll, think it, I'll and give... it, will, it will happen. <laughs> I will give my secrets. How okay, about that? good. Uh, bag boy, bag boy. We're, we're still on there, and then oh, the, the firefighters. This led you to yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. the firefighters coming in and saying, "Hey, this if I." Uh, had the chance to do it again, I'd choose the same job. Yeah. Mind blown. I'm going, okay, so tell me, tell me what you do. How do you get a job? So they kind of walked me through the process and it's a government job and it's also tough to get. Um, so I went out for the reserves, which is what, what they call paid on call. So every call I'd go to, I'd get like $7 and 25 cents. And it was a little stipend for gas and maybe some food here and there, but all in all, it was a great experience. Um, I went through the whole hiring process, got hired. I don't know how I passed the, um, what they call the oral panel. So it's a, 
panel of like three people, a captain, usually somebody from the city, and maybe a firefighter. In this case, that's who it was for me. And I just didn't really know anything about the fire service. I, w- I was good hearted. Um, I think I knew some people and that, and, and I had decent talking skills. So I think my honesty <laughs> was part of like, okay, we can train this guy. He's trainable. So I got hired as a reserve and that's what started my journey down becoming a, a professional firefighter. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of started that at 20, 21, somewhere around there. And then um, during that process, I got about a year. I think it was 20 because I had a, about a, a year of work. And then I transferred into a university to Cal State Hayward where I had to lay down the fire department for a little bit. But w- with the idea of like getting my bachelor's degree and then going back in the fire service. So I did that. Uh, I got my bachelor's in international studies. Ooh. Very curious about the world. Yeah. Culture, people, religion, I, I love it. Um, I travel quite a bit just out of that passion. Uh, and then I worked for Cal Fire for a season up in Napa, which was awesome. Couldn't have been more thankful to have an experience there. And then um, started my master's program in public administration back at Cal State East Bay. Oh, no, it was still Cal State Hayward at the time. They went through like a name transition. So that was interesting. They didn't want to be called Hayward. They wanted to be called East Bay instead. They did. Yeah. Part of that was uh, they wanted to kind of market, I think, to uh, people outside of Hayward. And I think they accomplished their goal. Side note, my bachelor's degree has Arnold Schwarzenegger's signature on it because he was the governor at the time. He was the governor. Yeah. I I actually don't know where that accent (laughs) came from. It's it's definitely not Arnold, but... uh, (laughs) Try to get... The governor, the governator. Actually, uh, what am I? What am I doing? Am I doing like a a British? Maybe. Am I, t- am I, am I, am I just trying British. to trying to be a, a British? It sounds a little British. It is it a little little British? Can I get you a cup of tea? Abso- absolutely. <laughs> my, my Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. That's actually the only one I have. I also have Brilliant. zero listeners in England, and probably after this episode, I will have less than that. You might have more. They might have just laughed a lot. Do you think this is quite for English humor? Mm. Like I, I remember the Office, the UK edition. Ooh, great show. Ricky Gervais, great top show. notch. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if uh, he would have found this funny. But <laughs> maybe, maybe there there is some... maybe in your honesty, there's a lot of humor. Exactly. Yeah. And. Britain's going through some tough times right now. Yep. Anything that uh, isn't poking fun at their economic un- uh, misfortunes <laughs> is funny. So, there, so there's can a chance. We say uh, London, Britain, we love you. England. London, Britain, yes. England, 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 we love you. Listen to the show. Absolutely, you're, pa- you're, you're part of the Commonwealth. You know, as a Canadian, <laughs> uh, I, re- I I still respect the Queen. She is uh, she is my ultimate leader. So. <laughs> Your ultimate leader. I she like is. That. She is the ultimate leader. She got some power, that girl. She, yes, she does. She does, and she knows uh, how to yield it, <laughs> or wield it, or foray it. <laughs> nice bringback. Yes, quite your forte there. Qu- quite my forte. Yes, but I don't. I don't yeah, even where know. were we? Where were we? Where were we? Uh, That's a good bachelor's. You were about uh, twenty-five degree. at the time. Cal State East Bay. Cal State East Bay. Uh, I don't Arnold think Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor. I don't think That's Cal State East Bay and the Queen of England have ever been 
put in the same sentence, but hey, we've done it. Now she knows. Yeah. She can listen to this on her way to wherever she goes. Do you think the queen listens to podcasts? Ooh. I would like to say yes. I would like to say she is forward thinking enough to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. What uh, what types of podcasts? Oh, other she, other than the LAE, which yeah, totally we, LAE. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great one. Um, like, is she mm. looking into how I built this by Guy Raz? Like, is, is she intrigued by that? Does she listen to the Daily? Does she she want to know what the New York Times is talking about right, today? Right, or right. Or she into serial and just like oh, right. crime? I could see her being uh, like a, like a crime series. Okay, for sure. And then Oprah. Yeah. I think this is the second Oprah reference in this thing. Yeah. So, Oprah, if you're out there and listening, we clearly respect you. Yes. Yeah. And we'd love for you to come on the podcast. Yeah, come do it. So, Matthew Jane requests it. Please. Oh, it'd be an honor. Yeah. Well, Justin Timberlake and then, and then followed Oprah. by Oprah. Got that'd it. That'd be it. We're totally in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amazing. So yes, we're uh, we're Cal State East Bay. You're uh, you're, oh, you're yeah. going on. You still haven't done anything in the acting world. Yeah, so yeah. what what's the so all of the, this? You know, like in the meantime, I'm still I'm still creative, right? So I, at my heart, I am a creative human. I classify myself as that. So I've been I was playing a lot of music, playing guitar, singing here and there in different bands. So that was fun. Um, and then actually doing little, you know, kind of bit film things for my friends. I took, a, in my grad program, I took a film class. And so we made our own shorts about 45 minutes long. And I don't know when it's going to resurface in my life in some way. But you'll see a 25-year-old Matt acting probably pretty horribly. Do, do you know where this is? I are, might have a copy. Are you just waiting for that moment to have that so reveal? there's probably four copies out there in this world. Ooh. I am the owner of one of them. It's like, uh, you know, having a ring to bear from the Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I bear one. I am a ring bearer of this horrible acting project. So you have one. I have one. Your mother? No, the the mom doesn't have one. Um, I think the other three people are the other three people I created the project with. Actually, probably two of them. And then one, I think, probably purchased it on eBay. (laughs) Let's be honest. I think there's people out there that are willing to just... Not even going to an auction. They want to buy now. They'll pay an additional fee for that. We so if you're out there on eBay and you have the fourth copy of Matthew Jane's <laughs> production when he was 25, I was, hit it, me up. It was Luke's experience. horrible and awesome at the same time. It was so fun just to create like a movie. We're supposed to just create like a 10-minute short. We created like a 45-minute um, film. And we had so much fun just having crazy storylines and uh getting the the, the campus uh, police involved so they they have a scene where we're in their car their their uh police car which was super fun and uh i think we had some cheesy music in it all in all it's horrible and awesome at the same time okay well i i cannot wait for that release date in the sometime near future yeah, okay beautiful. maybe you get you can pair it with your book Ooh. it could be a great publicity stunt I like this idea. So I totally like this idea. You're just going multiple avenues and mediums that you're pushing it out. Like it, producer slash book writer could do it. Sounds great. Um, yeah. So that was fun, but that kind of started me on like the hey, this is something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Let me get a little bit more involved. So around at that time, I was I think I had just gotten my job after grad school, or like a year into grad school. 
the Sacramento Fire Department. So I was part of a, what's called a paramedic intern program. So they hired people. Uh, you work part-time for their EMS division, and then um, you go through paramedic school, and then afterwards you get online full-time as a firefighter paramedic. So kind of during that same time, I'd got one of my first jobs as an extra, and that was in Sacramento. And this was, it's interesting, because now that I understand kind of the gift that was given to me, uh, it doesn't happen often. So I, the director had asked me to say a line in his movie. So um, just so you know, like extras are, they really are the, like 80% of the film, right? So like what you see in the background, they really set the tone. It's a, it's a important, valuable skill job that needs to be done on, in film and movies. Without it, the, the leads wouldn't pop. Um, so um, all, to all my extras out there and extra workers, keep at it, keep up the dream, do your thing, get after it. Um, but in this particular time of my life, uh, that had been the only kind of movie work that I had done. So uh, the director asked me to say a line, which in that world means that I got Taft Hartlead, which means I became a principal on that movie and I got paid like a, a regular union wage. So I think at that time it was like 700 bucks or something, which I was like, what? $700 and I said five lines? This is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was great. Um, and that kind of started my journey. I was like, I want more of this. I want to do more of it. So I started to act more as far as I was in classes. I got signed up with different casting agencies around. And then it's just this process. It's a very kind of long process of knowing who you are, knowing how to sell and knowing acting for camera. Cause it's different than let's say for theater, um, or commercial work or print work, uh, depending on where you go. And then I've dabbled in it all, but where I'm at now is just mainly TV and film. So those are kind of my passions uh, right now outside of being a fireman. So how would acting for camera versus acting for theater, how, how do they differ? Because say right now we have three different, uh, maybe we do, we have three different cameras <laughs> on you right now. We're recording this, not nice. just audio, but video, Lucas Ask Experience. Whoa. Yeah, deep. But how would that differ? Explain that a little bit. Yeah, um, it's just the medium, right? So art, as you can be displayed in many ways, but let's just, just take TV versus theater. So in, in a theater, you have to think about the... You have to be able to project your voice, the emotional tone um, of, of something that you're trying to portray very loudly for to the last person in the last row to the 70 year old woman with the hearing aid you you have to think about those things your movements can be big because there's not a little box on you recording just a close-up or uh, they call it john wayne shot um so the difference is just the medium per se um, when you're doing TV, that also depends too. If you're doing comedy or drama, if you're doing comedy, there's kind of usually two categories: it's multicam or single cam. Drama, it's just you know there's kind of genres of drama: mystery, um, soap, you know, kind of on and on. Um, so it all depends on the shot. So when you are on a close-up, you can't really move very much because any movement is big. 
so that's where they do a lot of the eye movements and a lot of those the the close-ups make you feel very intimate to the character Mm -hmm. and as an actor you you have to be aware of that and a medium shot or an establishing shot you can do bigger things like you can move uh, your, your your movements uh, aren't as exaggerated, um, and also you're miked in film and film and TV. Um, you could be miked um, in your theater production, just depending on what you do and how big the the place is. Um, but with the miking on TV, you can do the whispers. No, I'm not going to do that. No, you can't do that. Right. Okay. So that's stuff they they can pick up and you can put it on camera. Um, but if I do that without a mic on stage, nobody's going to know what I said. And we're going to lose the moment. So basically, if we were videoing this, we've definitely been videoing for TV because it's been small movements. Yeah. But if we want we want to get bigger, we want to get bigger, we want to get louder, yeah. as you can probably hear my hands moving, <laughs> that would be more theater. Yeah. More theatrical. Sure, bigger. Bigger, better, yeah. stronger theater. <laughs> that's nice. that's actually their motto. Oh well, you know, theater's kind of bad f. It is good. Wait, stuff. can I say that on this? Did I say <laughs> this is a family podcast? Okay, so we'll uh, we'll we'll make some edits. All right, some uh, theater is awesome. It's pretty bad. Arse. <laughs> is that the Canadian version? <laughs> that is the Canadian version. Thank you for asking. Sorry, but uh, it's, it's okay. It's a Canadian show. We can only use Canadian cussing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's uh, written in my contract. <laughs> but you, you, you mentioned theater, and I felt this may be a, a good kind of segue into one of the things I wanted to do on this show was bring in a little bit of improv uh it's kind of test your your abilities live on this podcast Ooh. so i uh, just got a little sweaty yeah did, did wow. you feel the is there vomit on your sweater already maybe mm, it's mom's spaghetti <laughs> thank you to eminem for allowing me to quote that uh, lyric but so uh, here's here's the scenario we can we're in this in this room, in yeah. the the studio right now, in the recording studio, which and, is a lovely studio, by the way. Oh, thank, thank you for coming. Well, we roll the red carpet out for for all of our guests. Unbelievable! Plus, you also got yes, kombucha did make the the sponsorship uh, after after talking about it nice. for a number of minutes. So thank you, kombucha. We we, we gave you this uh, this great refreshing multi green kombucha drink. It is delicious. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's set the scenario in this room and uh, let, let's build a an improv story on let's it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Y'all so loosened up. You ready? Crack the neck. All right. Uh, okay. Here, here we go. Well, well, first we need. Uh, I, I feel like whose line is it anyway? I need someone from the crowd to give me one one thing one thing in this room that you see. Even though there's all I see are walls and, and palms. You oh you want table okay let's talk about the white table, Lucas. I am so glad you bought this white table. I can't believe how many years it's existed between our friendship. I mean, this was the first table we got when we became roommates five years ago. Th- this table has a, a lot of uh, sentimental sent <laughs> sentimental. Oh man, cutscene end. Keep it going. No, no this no. is great. There's this <laughs> is the beauty about improv. Sentable. Keep sentable. Yeah, it has so many sentable feelings. That is sentimental and symbolic 
rolled into one. That's how deep this table is <laughs> within our relationship. But I really felt that, you know, when we had it, it was kind of a, a mauve color. And I didn't really like it. I, I didn't feel I didn't feel it went with just kind of how, how we were as a as as friends. So that's why you're right. Yeah. And I was kind of in the same space. There was like uh, this initial like, hey, new roommate. Um, I, I just met you. But we had this whole bonding experience over this mauve table. I believe mauve <laughs> is the color mauve, but I'm not sure. But I'm going to roll with it. Describe mauve to me, please. Mauve has a a deep, darkish, uh, pinkish hue, uh, so Got to speak. And uh, in that, I felt there was an ability for me to to share a little bit about myself. But again, since we had just become roommates, I didn't I didn't want to come on too strong. So after uh, after chatting with you. You left for the day. I, I actually, did. You know when I uh, and where I went? I actually went to Golden Gate Park where they have mauve roses. Got to hang out with those roses for a little bit, um, and then I was just thinking about, well, how do I get to know Lucas a little bit more? How do I get to like make a connection and a bond? I'm, we're gonna be roommates, be living together. So um, I brought home. That's that's when you brought home. Uh, you decided to surprise me because you know that I. I love Japanese food, and I'm really good at chopsticks, uh, utilizing chopsticks. So you actually brought Brilliant. brought home some takeout sushi for mm. us uh, for us to eat, and we, we bonded over those rolls. There was the Godzilla roll, the spider oh, yeah. roll, uh, the spicy tuna roll. We we that both love spicy what was tuna. Was the bomb roll right? There was a bomb roll. The bomb roll. Yes, the the bomb roll. Uh, I think it was uh, was skin. Uh, <laughs> that uh, there was, was salmon skin. There was salmon skin. There was, and I think that really brought us closer together. It did. So when we when I actually brought it home, it was it was cool because you would actually clean the mauve table, and uh, it was all set out ready for me to actually bring the food to the table. So um, watching you though majestically use those chopsticks, that was impressive. It, you know, I, I can't say it was my first time uh, utilizing chopsticks. I I had many years of training. I actually utilized marbles for a number of years, picking up marbles. <laughs> uh, Maybe Chinese checkers, uh, the the equivalent of that, and it really was like, really you, honed my skills. You were like the Chuck Norris of um, chopstick users. I was very impressed. Absolutely, as, uh, as as a Canadian, you know, we have a lot of Asian cuisine uh, growing <laughs> up. So I was able to to, to harvest this uh, this skill. But did you your know, mom bring home the cuisine in paper bags or plastic bags? Plastic bags, because that's all we had. After eating the sushi on this this mauve table, I think what I specifically remember actually is uh, I had some soy sauce, and you know, I'm a little bit of a klutz. I actually uh, knocked it over, and it went all over this mauve table. It did, yes. And at that point, we both looked at each other and we're like, we definitely need to repaint this table. Let's clean it up. Let's repaint it. Let's. It'll be like our little bonding sesh, right? Exactly. We can find a color that would make more sense. And you were throwing out different ideas. Like you wanted magenta. I wanted black. You wanted turquoise. I wanted brown. You wanted cyan. You were, you were going with these <laughs> out-of-the-box colors. I, I don't know. Maybe it mixes uh, well with your personality. But how did we how did we come up on white again? Oh, that was easy. It was after, I think we'd watched an episode of, uh, what was that, of the Friends? I, I thought it was Will and Grace. but uh, Well, Will and Grace was amazing. But I think we actually watched Friends first, and that was Will and Grace. 
Oh yeah, coming on afterwards. I I, I would get them uh, mixed up. Yep. But. Yeah, yeah. They're kind. Of, I mean, they're both lovable shows, but I could see how it could be easily mixed up on that. Absolutely. And and you were more of a Chandler guy. Yeah, definitely. Chandler was the man. Yeah. Uh, and you were more of a Joey guy. I was more of a Joey guy, and, yeah. and I think that's that's what really connected us and bonded us. And we were able to see through through TV and that art that roommates could become friends. Absolutely. And that started kind of that night is when we were like, all right, it's got to be a white table. That was it. We knew all the friends people. They wore white on the show when it opened up. You know, that... Yeah. We're like, okay, it's a white table. That's good. That's that's it. And that's how the bond started. Yes, the the, the white table. But let me say, the, the painting of this thing was not easy. We, no, God no. We, we first went... Uh, down down the street to the local paint store, asked for white, and and guess what? They had they had off white. They had off white. They had cream. They had beige. They had beige. Who thinks beige is white? I, I still can't believe it. It's but, not. And it's completely not. And then they actually they had, had off white. They had a ton of off white, yeah. but off white's not white. White's only white. Off white is off white and not white because white is white. Completely agreed. Yeah. So completely easy to understand. So then at that point we went to the internet. And we were like, oh, well, we can order something on Amazon or something, right? Or Zappos. Or Zappos, both great companies. Both great companies. Um, and that's what we did. We ordered a really white colored paint. And this was the time before uh, Amazon Prime like Express, so you can get it the next day. So we actually had to wait two whole days. So we the, did. So there were, there were two days where that table was still mauve. But that gave us time to really dive With in. With the soy sauce stain. <laughs> It Unfortunately, did. I couldn't get it off with just uh, normal soap and water. It so was difficult. It was a powerful soy sauce. It was a powerful soy sauce. Much, I, much like your love. Your love is powerful. Well, you know that. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you. You really know how to get me. But uh, well, I think that's why we became friends. Absolutely. Right. So two days later, the paint comes, and uh, we, we both split the table in half, metaphorically, mm. and, uh, and started painting it away. Well, we had to sand first. We had to go get the sand. How could paper. I forget the sander? Yeah, it was like look, 24 hours of like... Yeah, I, I think I blocked out that time because I didn't sleep. Because I, I had trouble sleeping with any noise. Absolutely. Um, definitely, I was. we were living near a cable car stop. And <laughs> that thing kept me up all oh, the time. mercy, that cable car. Holy moly. And the, the bus. Yeah. It's just like one thing after another, right? I know. It was it, it was terrible. I I actually was taking Nyquil just to uh, just to get to sleep. Sometimes I thought you just did that for fun. Hey, I was like, this guy's a party boy. Nyquil every night. Yeah, it uh, it started out recreational and then became <laughs> became an issue. Nyquil became Dayquil, and Dayquil, Dayquil became Nyquil. Yeah, and then it all just became one quill. <laughs> so so after that, those twenty four hours of, of sanding, yeah. then then we got the paint out. Then we the, did. Then the paint came. The paint came, and then uh, we we dipped our uh, our brushes into that paint, and you're looking at this table right now. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We painted our little hearts out, didn't we? Yes, yes. At uh, and I think that was that was that bonding exercise. That you know what? I see a little. Is there still a stain there? Is that a soy sauce stain? Ah. <laughs> That uh, there is a darkish hue. That might be the the mixture of the the black uh, hue of the soy sauce mixed with a little bit of mauve. Mauve is tough <laughs> to paint over for those that uh, aren't familiar with uh, with the color mauve, or have never heard of 
move just in general. Uh, I think that uh, that might be there, but that is You've a got mark. Got to move it, move it. Yeah, You've got to move it. That might be the mark, uh, just to remind us of uh, where this table started and where our roommate slash friendship started. It is. It's like the uh, the Titanic scene. What was the the jewel of the sea? That <laughs> I think it was Rose. <laughs> Rose Rose was lost, her name. Lost her jewel, uh, the jewel thing. Wasn't a locket? Or a locket. This is kind of our locket. Yeah. Right. We probably won't ever throw this over a boat into the sea. But, but it if, means the same thing. If this table, though, was on sea and there's two of us, we're both in the water, and one of us can be on here and the other one has to stay in the water, how do we make that decision? Ooh. Let's get, well, how? what's the temperature of the water? It's the Pacific Ocean. This is cold. It's cold. It's cold. Um, could we take turns? I, I, I guess. But <laughs> do, do you do you want your body continually going cold to a little bit I less heard, cold? I actually heard that cold water is good for you. Like to take a cold shower in the morning, supposedly it's supposed to be good for you. Supposedly. So you're not currently doing this? No, negative. I like warm showers. Okay. But I've heard it. I've heard the rumor. Well, you let me know when you start trying that and see if it's successful. <laughs> we could try it when we get to that hypothetical um, throwing of the table into the water. We, we, we could you try. You can try it. I, I, th- try I it. think the true answer, though, and it's true for this and it's true for the movie, there was room on that broken thing for both Rose and Jack. And oh. there's room on this table for both of us. As is will always be room in my heart for you, Lucas. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the, that's the table of how this white that table is the story of the table brought us together. Yeah. One leg at a time. <laughs> oh, that's good. We can share many meals there. Okay, so that so that uh that's improv 101. Yeah. So that's kind okay. of basic improv. Wow. Just yes anding each other. Yes. And that was uh that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And thanks for uh th- thanks for teaching me. Um, you did a great job. You kidding me? I felt like you were a master of the art of improv. Hey, you know, it. Uh, I, I did take one improv class in my life. Nice. Bats, Bats Improv. Shout out to those folks they in rock. Uh, San Francisco. Yes, they, they, they helped. They helped uh, make this mime a, uh, a talking machine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never classified you as a mime in my life. Hey. But a talking machine, absolutely, a radically awesome talking machine for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good mix. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we are, uh, we're coming up against time and you're- uh, Wow. Yeah. Already? It, uh, it, it is flying by. That is but, crazy. But uh, I, I, I want to be respectful of your time. You've, you've oh. got a lot of fires to, uh, to fight. You've got acting Thanks. classes to take and- You've got a meter to uh, to not get most importantly the meter. On. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't want you you paying t- tickets. So what uh, what I normally do kind of wrap out these uh, these podcast episodes. I I like to ask my guests the same question over and over again. What's the one piece of advice you would give the LAE faithful listening today? I'm gonna do a mixture of a little adventure here. Okay. I'm gonna say um, take naps. I think they help. I think that's a good one. And then uh, I'm going to go a little philosophical on you. So two things I'm learning. Uh, I'm asking myself these questions every day. How do I love better? And what wisdom am I attaining? 
how am I learning? Um, those are the two questions that I continually ask myself. So I would encourage your listeners to do that as well. Wow. You know, I, I don't want to ask another question because that's usually the ultimate question, but I'm going to make that the penultimate question. Ooh. I want to ladder, uh, ladder a question on that of how, how are you doing that currently today? What, what are you seeing emotionally um, by going through that exercise? Oh, I thought you were talking about the naps. It's like, it's pretty easy, bro. I just lay down. Okay. That, 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 that's good to know too. That's good to know too. <laughs> um, how am I doing that? How am I learning to love better and how am I learning to be more wise? Yes. Um, I would say with the loving piece, uh, you, uh, well, for me, I'm learning to empathize with people more and, uh, sit with people in their present state, whether that was good, bad, or ugly and speaking into people's lives and just knowing that, uh, they have a listening ear in a safe place. Uh, so that's, that's one way. Uh, the other way that I am learning to be more wise is, um, I'm kind of a nerd, so I read a lot. Okay. Uh, I'd say like two disciplines I try to do in my day. It doesn't always happen, but meditation in the morning. You have about like a half hour window for that. And then some sort of inspirational uh, thing at night. So like like 15 minutes of um, mainly just listening to something inspirational. And then um, I definitely consume books like all the time. Uh, I'd say read as much as you can. A lot to learn from out there. Great way to cap from this show of coming full circle. Great advice for the LAE faithful listening. And uh, thank you again for, for coming on the show. Really, really, pre- really appreciate it. So. Dude, it's been so fun. It's my honor. Uh, I, I always enjoy spending time with you. You're welcome back anytime except next week because that's when Justin Timberlake's going to be here. Oh, right. And yes. then Oprah's the next week and after o- that. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe a couple weeks in, until, um, until you're back. So the beauty about this is they're going to sit at the table that we've sat at for many years now, the mauve white stained table. Exactly. And they'll actually be sitting in the exact same chair, the dark <laughs> turquoise with one leg chair that you're sitting on right now sweet oh man yeah they're gonna love it they are gonna love it but you were here first i was and they're actually gonna love this view i gotta say this view that you have from here is amazing uh i'll take a picture for yeah, you yeah and Instagram. for the seven followers of matthew jane thank you for uh <laughs> i for love you stay faithful <laughs> stay faithful and thanks for joining the la faithful a uh yeah. a, a bursting group of exciting individuals and some maybe not as exciting, you know. We're not all exciting. I'm not exciting. So I've You were very exciting. I've come I've come to accept come it. And that's no, it's called the Luke Sass experience, and yet I don't talk about any of my experiences for a reason. <laughs> dun dun dun. That is a mystery. That is a mystery. Maybe wow. we'll, we'll uh unwrap I, we're that. Re- gift. We are gonna reverse this and I'm gonna interview you one day. We we can do that. Yes. Just not on today's episode. Okay. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think that does it. We're uh, we're getting the sounding alarm for uh, the folks here. We're we're wrapping up, and Matthew Jane has a parking ticket to not not have to pay. He's got a couple minutes. So, for Matthew Jane, thanks for coming on. Uh, for Kombucha, not the sponsor that I thought this was going to be, but definitely the the sponsor that came. And uh, thanks for supporting the podcast. So for all the LA faithful out there, take care. Talk soon, and God bless.